ESPN Lafayette. E to the S to the P to the N. The best ticket in sports. Great Scott. The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. On ESPN 1420 and ESPN1420.com. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. How you feeling after watching that football version of a snuff film last night? You talk about a game that was of equal parts difficult to watch and also extremely uninformative. You know, some of you might have gotten a lottery ticket under the tree for Christmas. Maybe you just bought one for yourself. Maybe you buy a lotto tickets in general, and you find yourself thinking of what could be. The mystery of what's behind door A, this could be it. The likelihood is it's just a sheet of paper I'm going to throw away that I overpaid for. But, hey, you never know. There's a mystery to it. It could be life-changing, even though the odds are one in millions. And that's what the odds felt like last night for the Saints before the game even started. And I told you guys that yesterday, but no, I was being negative. You all wanted to get your lotto tickets, wait for the Powerball, wait for the Mega Millions. Now, sometimes you'll buy a lottery ticket, and no, you don't win the whole thing, but maybe you win like a couple dollars, maybe even 20 bucks. I mean, there wasn't even that last night. There wasn't a moment where you could say, oh, that was like hitting the the Powerball and nothing else, so I at least got a couple bucks. I mean, is that how you felt with, like, one Cam Jordan sack? There wasn't even much. To hang your hat on there. I mean, there wasn't. But some of you started to think, oh, Ian Book, Ian Book. It wasn't even that. They were missing 22 players. Drew Brees could have could have said, you know what? I'm going to fly from Hawaii back to New Orleans and try to do this one thing and play this one game. You would have get annihilated behind that offensive line last night. Maybe he doesn't throw a pick six to start the game. Oh, it was tipped. Oh, it was a pick six, and it was over after that. Of course, it was over before that, guys. I told you that the offensive output was going to be as thin as you've seen it. Between that game last night and the Bills game on Thanksgiving, it is some of the worst Saints football I have seen since the 2005 Katrina season. Now, against Buffalo, you were missing a lot due to injury, and against Miami, it was way worse. You're missing half your team. 
and you were ha- happened to be starting a rookie quarterback that had no business playing in that game. But ESPN's got to sell it. They got to try to talk you into it. You talk it into yourself. You're a fan. Oh, here we go. Maybe something bizarre and crazy will happen. I'll be honest. It wasn't. It wasn't even as bad as I thought it would be. But twenty to three is twenty to three. To try to put emphasis on the singular game and draw some deep conclusion to last night would be absurd. The only thing you can really draw is that the shorthanded Saints, as much as Sean Payton wants to downplay absences, when you're missing 22 players to COVID-19 protocols, including the top two quarterbacks and the other one due to injury, he's been out for a while, I get it, three starting linebackers, a starting safety, you can't produce enough. I mean, defensively, they they only allowed 13 points last night, despite everyone they were missing. They only allowed 259 yards. That's it. But offensively, you knew the Saints weren't going to be able to do anything. How are they on third down? Oh, they're just 0 for 12. Yeah, Book didn't have a chance. Come on. That game last night, Peter King out there. Oh, I, I, it's ridiculous they made him play this game. The NFL, this, I'm looking for equity. I'm looking. It's never about equity. It's never about balance. It's never about fair. It's about money. Why didn't they move the game? Why didn't they move the game? Had that game been scheduled for noon on Sunday, it would probably be getting played today or even tomorrow. And then States Carolina would be played later next week. The the NFL has no problem moving a game if it means there's another game they can replace it in the time slot. And then they get extra eyes on the screen and an extra night of the week to have more people watching. They're not going to move a Monday night game, even if one team didn't have 22 players. Last three weeks, yeah, they pushed games back with 20-plus players on a team testing positive. But, oh, it's just because it's the same. No, it's just because it was Monday night football and it's about money. And the, odd, the, the, the reality is Saints just need to move on and get ready for Carolina. And get, get ready for Carolina. That's right, Thibodeau. Dolphins fan, it was a great game. Saints have been making excuses all year. Why change that? Yeah, excuses, Troy. Yeah, sure. Yeah, especially 22 players. No team in NFL history has had more starters than the Saints. They've had 57 different starters this year. Most in NFL history. History of the league. And they still have two games left. Oh, well, the season used to only be 16 games. Now it's 17. Yeah, and you still got two games left. They did it in 15 games. As I told you guys yesterday. As I told you guys yesterday. They weren't going to win last night. It was never going to happen. And for you guys to get your hopes up was just silly. It was silly. A great game. Ugh. That was gross. Somehow that game was... I remember that Saints-Broncos game last year. Remember that? Ooh. Talk about hard to watch. I mean, I get it. The Saints won. That was the good thing. But that just from a viewing standpoint, was horrible. Last night was even worse.
It was even worse. Awful. Awful. Well, we should lose the next two games for a better draft pick. As uh, Jay just emailed the show, get the bleep out of here with that BS. Are the Saints going to make the playoffs at this point? Probably not, but they got a decent. Yeah, yeah they, they've they they have a chance. If Green Bay beats Minnesota, the Saints would then hold the tiebreaker over the Vikings. The Saints would need to win out. They need a little help, right? Either need San Francisco to lose out, or you need Philly to lose out. Can one of those two things happen? Well. I mean, can Washington beat the Eagles? They got players swinging at each other on the sidelines, giving up 56 to the Cowboys. Maybe. Maybe they can do it. Can the Niners win one of their last two games? Well, the Niners, now Jimmy Garoppolo's out. Right, a torn ligament in his thumb. I suppose it's possible. Play for it. Make it happen. Of course, one of the two teams the Niners have left is the Texans <laughs> in San Francisco. Spare me the, oh, the Texans just won last week. Yeah, the Niners are a 13-point favorite. Okay. So that's probably not going to happen. But you went out, Niners lose the last game to the Rams. Maybe you got a shot with the tiebreak. Play to win. Win out. You miss out on the playoffs, you had your chances. You're going to hear from Sean Payton next. Was he trying to make excuses afterwards? How real was he being? You'll hear it from him right after this. It's the Great Scott Show. It's ESPN Lafayette. Best ticket in sports. What up, guys? I'm here to tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook that's coming to Louisiana. I'm not talking about the fantasy aspect of DraftKings, which is awesome. I'm talking about the actual sportsbook because it won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home and to celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook giving $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit required. It's bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. In the meantime, while they're preparing to launch the DraftKings Sportsbook in Louisiana, you can play right now for huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code 1420 when you sign up because when you do, $100 in free bets to use on mobile sports betting in Louisiana as soon as it hits. That's code 1420 to get $100 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call one 877 stop Must be 21 or older. Louisiana only. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. How y'all doing? Maybe better than Sean Payton. How did how did the Dolphins only score thirteen points on offense? That's I. I get it. They've won a lot of games in a row, but what what, what were they doing throwing the ball late in the game when they're up twenty to three? What are they doing? Just run out the clock. Get out of there. They kept their playoff hopes alive as well in a Monday night game that was ugh, it was just that was gross. It was it was it was it was more gross than that. I don't know. That Saints Denver game last year was pretty bad. The difference was that one last night was on national TV for everybody to watch. And a lot of people did. 
But Miami's got the edge right now over Baltimore, over the Chargers, over the Raiders. They keep winning, they'll get in. But they got to play the Titans and the Patriots. We'll see what happens. They've won seven in a row. Quarter after the hour of five, of seven, Jay Walker is scheduled to join me in the in the eight o'clock hour. Sean Payton, go ahead and everyone make their Kevin James jokes and home team jokes and send out your little Twitter memes last night. Payton with one of his emotional challenges, which he was never going to win in the first place, all over the refs, just screaming nonstop. Constantly, yeah. You know, what was he supposed to do? We'll head to the phone lines in a minute, but first up, here's the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Circumstances today, just considering all the guys you get year here without and, and the, the situation Ian was in. Yeah, look, uh, I think it's it's kind of where we're at. Um, to some degree, a little bit as a league, but uh, it, it seemed like obviously a lot went on in the last week and a half. You know, I thought our defense battled. Um, we did some positive things in the kicking game. Um, and it's, look, in fairness to Ian, uh, I don't it's impossible to evaluate his play. Um, hopefully we can uh, get a little healthier, get some guys back, and uh, be ready to go next week. Sean, did you talk much with the league about whether they were going to consider postponing and what the criteria for that might be? Did, did you hope they would? No, look, I, I'm not involved in that. Um, that would be Mickey or Dennis or Mrs. B. Um, you know, our job is to really focus and prepare, um, you know, get the players ready to go. Um, you know, that's something that you, you pretty soon your energy gets wasted. And um, obviously we didn't do a good enough job tonight. Um, it was frustrating, and I'm sure it was frustrating to watch. Sean, when you say it's impossible to evaluate Ian's play, is it just the reference to all the guys you were missing or even just the, the preparation time that it was kind of shrunk? No, I, I don't think preparation. I think he prepared well. I just think that it's one of the challenges sometimes that can take place even in the later part of preseason games where, man, you want to you wanna try to evaluate – especially at the quarterback position, but, you know, just keeping them upright tonight was a challenge, and uh, I'm sure there's some plays that, you know, we'll look at, and he'll look at the first interception, um, you know, as a throw he'll want back, but uh, it's it's a, a tough position for him to be in. Sean, as a play caller, would you say you've had a game that was, do you remember a game more difficult than this one, just to try to find something? Oh, look, um, yeah, it, you, you hopefully you forget those games so you can't recall them. Um, look, our jobs, though, are, are, to, are to give our players a chance, both in the, uh, in the game plan, the, the best chance possible, um, and, you know, we're not making any excuses. There, there were a number of things offensively that um, God didn't, didn't sit well, uh, I'm sure, with all of us as coaches. And um, 
but nonetheless, uh, you know, this is this is a game we're going to want to, you know, quickly get behind us. And we have a short week and two important games coming up, both division games uh, that are going to be important relative to the NFC. We think. Just in fairness, you're not evaluating him, but how do you think? Uh, just I said it's hard to evaluate. I, I got it. Yeah. All right. Uh, but how do you think uh, he, he mentally handles a game like this today? Just knowing that the challenges of it. I think. Look, he'll. He's he's competitive and tough, and you know, I, I he's going to be fine. Um, he'll be frustrated like all of us with some plays, um, but certainly it's not going to uh, define his growth or his career or what he does. Um, you know, it, it, it was, you know, kind of one of those perfect storms that, and it's a tough spot to, we're all anxious to see him. And yet um, it was just a tough spot for him to be in. And uh, I, I think he's smart enough to understand that. All right, we'll take a break. We'll listen to some more of uh, Sean Payton's presser later, but really nothing stands out there about anything he said, honestly. 21 after the hour. 269-1077. Let's open up the phone lines. 269-177. You can hit us up on Twitter. At ESPN Lafayette is the handle. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Hello. Morning, Scott. How's it going, bro? How, how are you doing? Oh, man, I'm having a glorious. I finally got the monkey off my back by winning a fantasy for once. I got a chance to win one more this year, but I'm feeling really glorious for that reason. But I can't say the same thing for foot, though. Because I don't know if y'all thought about it, Scott, and I told him yesterday, I said, it's going to be a bad, you know, with, with Troy, Troy not going to give no Saints fans no rest with that win. And he foot lost to him twice in one year. Worse, it was right, but I thought we had a chance. But, I mean, that line didn't protect that quarterback. He didn't do poorly. He did okay. I would prefer to see him in a better situation than what he was put in. But we learned a lot, I think, about our team. I think we somewhat, I can say we are outcoached 100%, but that, uh, that other coach is just doing everything to win on his play calling. And we was, I guess, limited. I wasn't trying too many different things, but it was a, it was a, it was a poor game. I didn't see a beat down like that, but it was like wow. But we got to see some some things that we didn't notice, and some things we see as well. That really, back. really, what did you and, learn about the Saints last night? One thing. Well, one, what I looked at is those two receivers. They are decent. Callaway's one of them, and Humphrey. I look at when it comes to that quarterback, I like his footwork, his poise in a lot of situations. I think he holds the ball too long, and his reach wasn't there, and they oh wasn't protecting God. him. I think he had too much butterflies on prime time no. game. I he was playing two, behind a, a line that had one first-round pick who one, somehow was the worst player last night in the game, and Cicero is. The right tackle was signed like two days ago. I they go, were missing twenty two players. I mean, I, I didn't see I, anything I last night that made me say, Okay, yeah, that's that's definitely I, this is the kind of game that when you're assessing the future, you just throw out the tape. You don't use anything from last night. No, I, I understand and I agree with you. 
I, that's why I said I wish he'd have been in a better situation do, to see but... what he really had, especially with the offensive line. He made some. He made some good charges. He's not the future of the play. He's 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 a. My guess is not, he's a he's a backup lifer. That's what that's what he's going to be. I, I'm I'm agree with that. I was about to call him the future, but he ain't the future. You know, so far, I'm gonna still hold pause on that one. But we're gonna see what we have. But I've been saying this since 2011. Everybody was against me. I said the same thing to start preparing for a future quarterback, preparing him like the Packers and others have done. <laughs> So we wouldn't be it's in this 2011. There'd be 10 years of just having somebody that you'd be paying a lot as a backup. I mean, I'm just, I, I'm just saying, they, I'm just, I'm not saying get one, but start preparing and looking for one. You know, just yeah. start. You know what I mean? Don't wait till the end like we did. We no. waited till the end. They'll 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 figure it out. I mean, that was a fourth stringer last night. It's not like that was the starter this year, and you can assess that they messed right. up there. Well, we, we got to do something. We need a quarterback. No quarterback. We go back to the old bag saints. That's how I look at it. You know, I mean, we got to do something. We need a quarterback. Guy. We need a quarterback bag. I'll let you go on that note, bro. Have a blessing. All right. Need a lot. But last night, it, I don't know that last night is the game you use as, a, as an argument to say, well, I told you they needed a quarterback. No, they were playing a four-string guy last night. Fourth string? Behind, again, there were there were three players. There were there were there were three players last night that they had to they had to size up. They basically had to get in. They got into town. They passed a COVID test, and then the the team seamstress or whatever I guess the trade whoever's in charge of the uniforms had to size them up and, and make new uniforms for them. Now go out there and play tonight. Come on. ESPN Lafayette. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Hey, Scott. What's um, up? Yeah, that that was my favorite quote from Sean Payton about how they had to just fit someone. They had the equipment guys fit people up that day to to you know get ready to play. Anyway, that was a joke last night. Hey, don't they have uh, for the last week of the NFL season? They don't have Monday nights, right? No, they have a Monday night game next week, um, and then, jeez, uh, I think they have two wild card games that they get to air on Saturday. It's not, it's the Monday night team, and then this year they have a Monday night, um, a Monday night wild card game, which will be interesting. But I think there's only <clears throat> so there's one more regular season Monday night game, and then there's uh, the 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 wild card one. Yeah. I'm sorry, David. I'm sorry. I actually put you on hold. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, okay. What were um, you going to say? Yeah. So, um, it's like the Saints had a playoff position locked up, a playoff seat, and we were playing backups, and the other team had their starters. That's basically what, you know, the last game of the season would be like. You know what I'm saying? It, it was just. It was like the fourth preseason game against an NFL team. Well, the, the, certainly from an offensive standpoint, with the exception of Kamara and Ingram. Um, now, I'll tell you, like, there were some things that surprised me last night. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, like, I, I, wasn't ex- I expected their heads to get kicked in, and, you know. But, like, the defense played, they played, like, they played their hearts out, you know. To be missing who they, what they, they were missing off. and only give up 259 yards. Uh, yeah. Listen, 
Saints fans, if if you start looking, let me let me tell you this and everybody listening. All right, if the 49ers, who it looks like they're going to be without Garoppolo, if they lose Week 18 to the Rams, I'm just looking now. Look, you, let's say the Saints went out. Right, Niners lose to the Rams. Packers beat the Vikings. Um, you know, the Saints to win out, they'd obviously have to beat Atlanta, throw that in there. You know, the Saints would still get in according to the tiebreakers I'm looking at because the Niners and Saints didn't play head-to-head. So then the next tiebreaker is, according to the NFL.com website, is um, best one-loss tied percentage in games played within the conference. And if that's the case, the uh, if it's now it could be a three-way tie, but if if it's throughout the conference, the Saints would actually have a better record than the Niners. Check that they would have the same record as the Niners in conference. And so the tiebreaker after that is win-loss percentage in common games, minimum of four. Well, you know they have common opponents. The Saints and Niners both lost to the Titans, uh, but the Niners lost two games to Seattle. Saints beat Seattle, you know. The Niners lost to the Packers. The Saints beat the Packers. And now, now the Niners beat the Eagles. But just looking at the different tiebreakers here, the Saints would apparently have the edge there. Um, I don't, you know, I, the Niners also beat the Falcons, but it looks like it'd be one game different. And then from there, after that, you know, I don't even know what the next tiebreaker is. I'd have to look it up. So the Saints keep winning. Maybe strength of victory or something like that. So the Saints keep winning. They, they they got a shot to still get in here. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're not giving up hope because, like, we're still in the playoff hunt, you know. All yeah. we got to do is win the last two games. But, like, the NFL should be ashamed. But, you know, they're not. They don't, they don't care. Like, <clears throat> Peter King writing that uh, article saying, you know, would you want a playoff game decided by uh, a, a team being out with 20, 22 players with COVID? It's like they don't they don't care. They're not rescheduling a playoff game. You think yeah. they were rescheduling a playoff game? I mean maybe. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Especially maybe. with the Saints playoff game. No, no, I look last night again, you could have moved it back two days. The Saints still would have been extremely short handed. Um and then, you know, and then you're trying to get ready for so this Carolina. new uh this one more thing. This new C D C guideline about uh five days of quarantine so would that have changed anything? Yeah, I think so. Right. I yeah. mean, you you heard you started hearing about some of the positive tests last Tuesday or last Wednesday, so I guess they they would have. If assuming the NFL just just follows suit, right? Um, and I'm yeah. sure by the time the playoffs roll around, they will because they don't want you know. Look, there's gonna there's going to be players that miss playoff games because they're going to end up on the COVID nineteen reserve list, but. The fact that that window has been shortened, I'm sure the NFL do what they need to do to make sure that, um, you know, it's for a playoff game. You you know, there might be a few people missing, but they're not going to have 22 players out for a game. I just don't think it's going to happen with these new guidelines. Yeah, it's just funny how that comes out uh, (laughs) right after what happened. I guess the CDC conspiracy, too, uh, they're against the Saints, too. No. (laughs) No, I'm just – thank you, Scott. All right, David. (laughs) <laughs> nah man it's not it's not a I, I see a lot of the Saints fans oh if it was a different team if it it was it was because it was Monday night football because they couldn't move a game in its place primetime spot on ESPN ESPN who pays 
half a billion, more than half a billion for a, a, a subpar Monday night schedule in the rights to broadcast a couple of playoff games. In the wild card round, they don't want to take one of those games away from them or move it into a different slot. If the Saints-Dolphins had been scheduled for Sunday at noon, the game would probably be being played to, to, tonight or tomorrow. Money. Always follow the money. ESPN Lafayette, good morning. Welcome into the show. Well, good morning. Hey. You know what I learned? Tell me. I learned that if Vegas wants to give you the opportunity because they have a brain fart ever so often, then go ahead and pay your mortgage off. Go ahead and pay what's left off on the balance of your car. Go ahead and be smart and take the risk. We were the inside man, Scott. There was, we knew. It, let me ask you a question. Going into that game, what would you have, if you, let's say you were an odds maker, what would you have set that line at last night? Miami minus 12. And I still would have, I would taken, have, it, I still would have taken the Dolphins. I, I would have said it. I would have said it at minus 13 and a half yeah. to 14 and a half. Like I said I yesterday, mean, I was, I don't know that I ever used the word flabbergasted before yesterday, but that's what I was when I, the line just sat at minus three. I was like, what's happening? This is insane. I was shocked. I was shocked that it didn't move any more than that. I can't believe that anybody was dumb enough to take the Saints. And, and three points in that football game. I just I don't believe that anybody was that ill that they did that because that's one of those games you're either going to take Miami or you're not going to take. You're, you're going to not touch it with a twenty foot pole. And so you know it was it was it was it was heaven. it was the it was it was the lock. It was the lock of the season. And last year, you know, I I won in Survivor League, and the only you know you pick one team. Right to win every week, you yeah. can't pick him twice. Saints Broncos, it was the same thing. And if I if I had a bookie yeah, in bet, exactly. I would have taken the Saints. What was it like like minus eight exactly. or nine? It was like they're playing a, a practice squad receiver at quarterback. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's you know a lot of people yeah. were watching last night because a lot of people probably bet and 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 were just ready to cash that thing as soon as that game ended. Right. The Saints didn't hardly throw a pass in that game because they didn't have to. And they still won that game going away. It, it was, it was, it, and, and it was the same thing in this game. You had a situation. I mean, you, you got guys that did, never even. They, they, had a deta- the they had a D tackle playing D in last night. A lot of snaps that hadn't played in the league since 2018 and arrived in New Orleans yesterday. Like, that's a right. fact. Like, right. Eastbrook, whatever. I mean, like, that's. That's right. That's, you had guys, you had guys, guys, guys come on that team that didn't even know each other before the pregame warm up. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, to say, and a, and a rookie quarterback that didn't get to practice the whole week, I don't know what anybody could have learned about anything. One thing, one thing I'm going to say from, from my observation, I don't, I think the Saints are either going to have to, you're either going to have to re-sign Jameis are you going to have to go out on the free agent market? Because I don't think Sean Payton, as long as he's the coach, will have the patience to deal with a rookie quarterback at his age and, and as long in the tooth as he is now. I just don't see that being a possibility. So don't expect the Saints 
to ever go out there unless they get, you know, unless another Patrick Mahomes comes out and we're that bad. Don't expect the Saints to try to go out and draft another quarterback. They're gonna, they're, the, the, the quarterback the for the Saints next year is probably going to be Jameis Winston on like a one year deal, or they're going to they're going to make an offer for Wilson. It, it's probably not going to be enough, but they're going to make a hard play for him via trade. And if they can't get him, they're gonna yeah. they're gonna resign Jameis, and that's well, you know what. Deshaun and either Watson, one is better than what you had last night or what you've had since. Well, if Deshaun Watson can get Halloween. past his legal issues, I, I uh, you know, I'd love to see him here. I think that's a bunch of trumped up crap by one attorney with twenty two clients, and you know, I, that that just reeks of of uh, you know targeting. And so, anyway, if if he can get past his issues, I really hope he can, you know, uh, get over that because I don't think he is what he's he, what what that guy's tried to make him out to be. I I, and, I don't know. I don't know about that. I just know that you know it. It, it well, seems we'll know, like it we'll seems like because, that stuff's going to go on for a little while. So well, I don't well, I don't think he'll be is, in play this. Summer. Well, well, the thing is, the the criminal part of it will run its course. And you can bet your bottom dollar that if he's guilty, the, the, the law will pursue him till the bitter end. Okay, if he's innocent, they're going to drop the charges and they're going to try to make go for a cash settlement. And, you know, I'm just going to leave it like that. You know, if you're in that industry, then, you know, don't tell me. You know, I, I just you know, I don't I'm think he's. A, I don't I'm think not, the point I'm is I don't think he's at play this summer. I think it's it's Russell. Or, I don't I don't think he's at play this summer for the Saints. I think it's a it's a all in for Russell well, Wilson know, or a Jameis Winston. Be. I mean, One yeah, but, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know, but I know that it's going to be either a free agent. It's probably the Saints will probably never draft a rookie with their first round pick. That's that with with Sean Payton as coach. I just don't see that being the being the case. So we're either going to have to look at free agency or resign Jameis is what I'm thinking. That's that's the one thing I learned last night. Other than that, hey, I thought the Saints, considering the situation that they were a one-legged man in a butt-kicking contest with one hand tied behind their back, uh, I thought that they, they did about as well as you could possibly do. I mean, what, what can you say? They only Miami only beat them by 17. Miami only, only put up 259 good. yards of offense. Like I was Who not did? in Miami. I was not impressed by. Yeah. It. I mean, <laughs> well, no, they didn't. They didn't look very good. You just imagine if we'd actually had a real team out there to fight. Yeah. You know, if we'd had a real team out there, we'd have been able to beat them. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But you know, we. But you're talking about a situation. The game was over the second that boy threw that ball to that. You know, that they. they no, 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 Kyle. It was. It was. It was over well before that. Well, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. It was over well before any 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 possibility of you know Santa Claus coming down the chimney and all of that was done the second that boy caught that touchdown. I mean, ran that ball back. I mean, it was like an insurmountable lead right there. I I mean, anybody who thought anything different, and and let me tell you something. To me, one of the most insulting things to my intelligence is to have a Monday night football crew sit there and call a force and try to make it sound like it's a game or it's a competitive contest. Don't do that. Don't insult everyone's intelligence. Everybody knows what they're looking at, but they'll do it anyway. And that, that bothers me, that, that, that they think that little of their audience. I got to go, bro, later. 
All right, from Kyle to Mitch. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Hey, guys. Good morning. Hey, I'm going to jump right into it, too. I want to bring up the half a billion dollars that I heard a while ago. Who gets that money? The National Football League or do the owners get it themselves? Also, that quarterback, Deshaun Watson, let's be careful, y'all, because we really don't know what happened there. And let's let that investigation take place because we definitely don't want nobody who has broken any laws in our country to get away because of football. With that said, uh, gambling. Unfortunately, y'all, gambling has impacted the game. The game is now not the game we once remembered, but gambling was always a part of it. Now gambling has taken over it to a point where it's out of control. With that said, gambling does not dictate how football players are playing the game unless they've been bought off before the game started. And we know that that has happened in sports, in baseball, and all the other sports. So gambling is here, y'all. And if gambling has infected our sports industry, uh uh-oh, our fault because we love to gamble. But that's no problem. With that said, last night, the Saints, just like every other team, they had man down. Doesn't matter. You still got to play football. You still got to win. No excuse. Sorry about the guys and the COVID. Hopefully everybody gets healed. But this is football. You win with what you got. The Saints started that game in the, at the beginning of the game with all due respect, and they didn't take care of business. They had many opportunities to take care of business, and Miami stopped them in all the facets of the game. I'm tired of those excuses. They got their tails whipped. They had an opportunity, and they probably just lost their chance to go to the playoff. And, guys, with all due respect, look at the play calling. Can't get two yards. Can't gain two yards. A professional team like the new, anybody, a professional football team, you can't gain two yards for a first down. Let's stop these excuses. I'm sorry, but if they don't make the playoff, then they only have their own self to blame. No gambling, no nothing. You had four quarters. You failed. So that's your problem. And all the and all the analytics about maybe this, maybe that, they'll make it. Guys, get ready to hang up them suits at the end of the season. That analytics ain't going to work. They're not going to make it because there are too many teams too close to getting those wild card games, and the Saints are done. How about them Cowboys? What the hell was that? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I... I I don't know. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. I'll answer your first question. Um, Mitch, uh, Coach Mitch, uh, the NFL is the owners. So, yes, when there's a TV deal struck, the money goes to the owners. And then they have a CBA, and then they have a salary cap based on how much players can get, how much the owners get, and then the owners use that money they get, that TV money, among other things. They get it from other places as well. But yes, where else would the money go? And analytics is not playoff equations or playoff mathematics or win-loss tiebreakers. Analytics is used by front offices within games for play calling, for scouting, for things like that, but not to determine who wins or loses a tiebreaker in the NFL. Hope I cleared up a few things for you. Let's head back to the fold lines. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Uh, what was your take on that replay? That ball hit the ground, man. I didn't think he had possession. Yeah, I thought I thought it was uh, close. It looked like it hit the ground. 
I thought it was close, but no, I mean it. Then, um, they were going to lose anyway. Yeah, I see, but that's not the point, though. Man. That's what's not the point. The point is you have a replay system, and it, I, it showed that the ball hit the ground. And they still they let the call stand. I don't care if we saw the Saints weren't going to win that game or not. You know. Uh, also, he challenged that that uh, that forty yard pass. Um, forgot to receive a name. I, don't, I guess he was just upset, like, effort. You know, we, like you said, we're not going to win this game. Oh, well. And that, then, that was now just, they only had one timeout in the, in the third quarter. Let's not act like Sean Payton had done that before, though. I mean, he's, he's got a history of just bad challenges that have no chance of being overturned where he can just yell at the rest for a few minutes and it doesn't really change anything. Yeah, um... Uh, what's your take on this, man? Everyone, oh, they should have moved again. They should have moved again. But I didn't hear this last year when the Saints had it. When the Saints played Denver, so you know stuff like this happens. Like I don't. Wait, wait, say that <laughs> I didn't again. Hear when the Saints played Denver, when Denver had all the, when uh, they had like a re- receiver playing a quarterback, uh, I didn't hear too many Saints fans complaining about, hey, you know, it's not fair. It's Compl- not complaining. Complaining, no. Uh, but if you heard me last year, I talked about how gross the game was. Um, yeah, you know, a, a few things though, a few things there, the NFL made Denver play that game last year because their quarterbacks tried to basically are, if you go back and read, they were like removing monitors or, or they were, they were in a room, but they didn't have their masks on. Like there were a number of protocols that were in place and the protocols last year were different than this year that they, that they intentionally broke. Now, there has been no reports that that happened this time around with the Saints, and it's you know it's not just one quarterback; it's twenty-two players. So there are there are some differences um, when you look at the two between last year and this year for sure. Uh, and that's a, because uh, they moved they moved games good. last year, especially games that were scheduled for Sunday. But a lot of the times it was from just you know well the, the team the team didn't do anything wrong, and the Saints did break some COVID protocols last year, and they ended up getting fined for it, but they weren't. You know, it was like Alvin Kamara, uh, and then what did he he like moved a, a, a maybe a tracking monitor or something weird, and and he he was out late in the season uh, after the Christmas game, and then you had a, a guy that they let into the building that wasn't a you know part of the staff, so the Saints got in trouble for it too. But that was last year. I mean, I think each situation you have to look at all the details of it, and yeah, I'm sure that fans last year enjoyed that win, but that that Saints Broncos game last year was that was. That the the only game I've seen that was just more difficult to watch was that one last night. That was that was gross too. It was, ugh. Man, uh, Aaron Book was getting beat up. Man. He was oh, that, yeah, he, 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 he didn't. You know, why isn't he throwing in this? Why isn't he doing this? Why isn't he doing that? Like, what? I don't. I. I what do you? What did you expect? He's not good. It's not even that he's not. It's not even just that he's a rookie who hasn't practiced. The Saints were so desperate. They called Breeze and Phillip Rivers and said, can you help us out for one game? They had a guy starting at right tackle that, that hadn't, you know, that wasn't on the team last week. Um, they've, they've had more starters this year than any team in the history of the NFL. Man. Yeah, they showed the infamous uh, Danny Waffle. Pick, uh, That's pick right. Pick. Oh, man, that game. <laughs> that, the, the helmet turn. Jeez, man. Bring him back to memory. That, that, that game had Ditka offense vibes for sure. Yeah, um, they they brought up another stat, something for the first time since 1997, and I was like, "Damn, my dick!" Ever, I forgot what stat it was, man. 
Um, I think it's probably worth for the last time a rookie quarterback played for started a game. For no, the no, Saints. they showed that one. Then they then they showed something else dealing with the uh, future offense. And it's the first time since 1997 Saints been in this position. I forgot what it was. But. Probably you know first half points or something. Yeah, situation. No. It was bad. It was bad. But I mean, I just what were you expecting? I don't know. I'm not. I don't mean you specifically. But what was anyone actually expecting? Yeah. I took too much of your time. Good one. All right, man. Take care. All right. When we come back, get some emails we'll get into. Don't go anywhere. CSP and Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Jay Walker going to be in studio next hour. Do a little TTT. Talk about that uh, football snuff film last night on uh, ESPN. Uh, emails. Derek emails. Scott, I heard you say that ESPN pays half a billion a year for Monday Night Football. I thought it was more. I read recently it was well over two bill. Um, right now, I think it's half a bill or maybe 600 mil. Now, what you probably read, Derek, was the next TV deal, which has been agreed upon but doesn't go into effect until 2023. Beginning in 2023, ESPN is paying $2.7 billion per season. For Monday Night Football and the, you know, the postseason games they now get. And ESPN slash ABC, it'll be on network TV, get to uh, get to air a, a couple of Super Bowls in 2026 and 2030. But yeah, 2.7 bill, which was more than what Fox paid or NBC paid or Amazon paid. And all of those prod, uh, all of those companies are are part of the next round of uh, the TV contract between the NFL and its TV partners. That one's going to run from 2023 to 2033. Uh, Troy, Mr. Dolphins fan, says, what I learned was it's Miami won its seventh game in a row and Saints fan have a, a excuse every week when they lose. It's either they got cheated or bad calls or something. LOL, if Saints would have won their seventh in a row last night and beat a team with a lot of backups, would this station or fans not celebrate? I guess not. And Mitch is right to stop all the excuses every week. And, of course, you cut him off. He's not praising TPT Saints. Wow. Uh, no, I didn't cut Mitch off. He He talked for way too long and said things like, gambling's here, and it's, you know, and people gamble on sports, okay? And when it rains, there's water on the ground. He said a bunch of stuff. Then he said, go Cowboys. Um, Troy seems really insecure about his team winning. That's kind of what I'm getting from this. Would Saints fans be happy if they won despite a team was missing a ton of players? Of course they would. Are you not happy? Are you not celebrating? Of course people would be happy. You'd also hear me talk about how atrocious the actual football game was and that for the NFL, it's about money, and that's why they didn't move a Monday night game. The only difference is, believe it or not, Troy, we're in Louisiana. Saints fans would call in and be happy about it, and you'd be upset because your team lost. Imagine that. But, yeah, man, he seems real insecure. Don't, don't, don't be insecure, Troy. Take the W. Seven in a row. Don't worry about the fact that fans are pointing out they were missing 22 players due to COVID and starting a fourth-string rookie quarterback. Don't. Why does that bother you? Why should you care? I don't know, man. I, if I were you, I would just enjoy the win. 
Move on. Let's take one more call before the end of the hour. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Man, I had to call back, man. This guy never talks about the Dolphins. Never. No, you know, I understand. You know, not too many Dolphins fans around here. But all of a sudden, he's want to talk about. He always talking about another team, this team, this team. And all of a sudden, he get a he get his win. You know, they win. You know what I'm saying? Now you want to talk noise, man. <laughs> Typical Troy, man. Now I'm sure he's gonna send you an email about me that you can't read over the air, or, or I'm a loser. Get a life. You get a life. Have a good one. The heat is turned up this morning. Yeah, Troy just needs to enjoy the win. Stop being so insecure about it. And what do you expect Saints fans to say? Good game. You beat us. You played well. Just ignore the fact that they were missing 22 players to COVID. More than 22, actually, but yeah. No analysis. No analysis needed. Just, hey, Dolphins won. Saints lost. All right, it's the end of the show, guys. Moving on. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Nah, he just wants to try to get in. Get in his licks when he can because he's not secure with a win. Jay Walker joins me next hour. Don't go anywhere. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the Great Scott Show. 8 o'clock hour here. Jay Walker going to be in studio here uh, momentarily. When he does, we will dig into some stuff with him. Football. NFL is going to plow through it no matter what. No matter what, they're going to do it. They're going to plow through it, play their games, get ready for the postseason. I wish we had a game tonight, honestly. I'd watch it. But two weeks left and got a number of messages from listeners asking about Saints tiebreakers. Basically, if you're a Saints fan, you try to win out and you root for the Packers to beat the Vikings Sunday night and you root for the Rams to beat the Niners in Week 18. It's, you know, San Francisco could lose to the Texans, but really where you need them to is that Packers, Rams in Week 18, Saints the rest of the way. You got a good shot. That'll get you in. In the meantime, hope that answered a couple of your questions. Jay Walker is uh, at the door. See if somebody can let him in here as I text people while I'm on the air. I'm sure this is great radio. Oh, no, there he is. I was just texting someone in the other studio to see if they'd let you in, but Jay Walker has arrived. Wearing shorts and a T-shirt as we sit here on the 28th of December in this hot and muggy weather. Tell you what, the weather might be gross, but it wasn't as gross as that uh, snuff film they called Monday Night Football last night, huh? Man, that was... I, I made it... I think five minutes left in the third quarter when I said, okay, I just can't do this anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It just got worse. It was like, you know, for Saints fans, it was, I guess they were like watching their favorite actor, but like have their worst performance in a terrible like D movie. 
Yeah. It's like what that game felt like. And yet there wasn't a single thing. That's, the only thing that was actually surprising to me is that the Dolphins only got 259 yards of offense and 13 points offensively. I I was expecting like 35 nothing type thing. And it was still it, it was still gross. I mean, I told Saints fans, log of the century, if you're a betting man, I, I, I'm flabbergasted the Dolphins are only minus three. But you don't have – you're not missing half your team starting a rookie four-string quarterback that hasn't practiced at all and playing guys, literally playing guys that arrived in New Orleans that day, passed a COVID test, and got sized for uniforms, some of which hadn't been in the league in three years. You don't win those kinds of games. That is correct. Um you know, I'm not surprised that the Dolphins were head, held to 13 points. I mean, first of all, I don't think Miami's a great offensive team. But the Saints defensively, they've they've just gone out and done it almost week after week. And and so I'm not surprised that Miami didn't score a lot of points. But, but even without Demario Davis I know. and Juan Alexander I know. and Malcolm Jenkins, like that was the big thing for me. Like I was like, not having the best player on defense and two other really good ones. Uh, and assuming they're going to be on the field a ton, they're missing all their depth on the D-line. Yeah, they might have starters, but they're missing depth. So I just figured they'd just get gassed, and eventually by the end of the game, Miami would just, you know, run the ball and, and score more. You know, the, the Saints, it's amazing because we're still talking about the possibility of them making the playoffs. And when you consider everything that this team has been through this year, I think it is. Um, you know, look, I think I picked him to go six and eleven. I picked him to go seven and ten, and 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 six and I picked him to go six and eleven back when they didn't have any issues. And I'm just I, I'm amazed at what they've been able to accomplish this year. Um, well, the five and two start helped, and having a seventh playoff seat obviously helps. Um, but to your point. They have started more players this season than any team in the history of the league. Yep. And there's and they've only played 15 games. Right. Um, if they win out and if Green Bay beats Minnesota Sunday night and the Rams beat the Niners in week 18, guess what? Saints, Saints are going to the playoffs. That's, that's, that's just crazy. <laughs> you know... I, I like I said, I don't get the fans that are like, ah, oh, well, you lost last night. Just you know, get ready for a draft pick. Like, no, no, you knew you were going to lose last. That game was over before it started, and I said that yesterday. And I got accused of being negative, and you need to believe in book and all this other nonsense. It's like you need to believe in reality. It's what you guys need to believe in, because um, it ain't happening tonight. I don't care how big of a fan you are. Just just be honest with yourself. But no, I was being negative, Jay. It's not like I was sitting down rooting for Miami. I mean, I wanted the Saints to win. I just knew. Knew what was going to happen. Yeah, and congratulations to the Dolphins. You know they've won seven in a row now. They're playing their best football. Um, are they? Are they playing their best football? Okay. Congratulations to the Dolphins. They've won seven in a row, despite go. the fact they may not be playing their best football right now. Um, they get in now. Look, the playoffs aren't starting today, and they have to play New England. And um, gosh, who do they have this week? They have. They have. They have they've, they've they've got two tough games. They've left. got two tough games left. If they win, they're in. But if they drop, oh, they're at Tennessee, and then they got the Patriots. Um, you know, if they win out, they'll get in. But if they lose one of those, the, the AFC is so jumbled. It's going to be it tough is. for them. It's going to be tough for them to get in. 
if the Dolphins were in the NFC, they'd probably be very close to being in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you sit there, you see Robert Hunt doing things, and you see other players around the league, and then you remember the Saints spent a first-round pick on Cesar Ruiz. You had three UDFAs, one of which who had been signed the day before, starting last night on the O-line. You had one good player in Eric McCoy, a second-round pick. And then you had Cesar Ruiz. I said, listen, I, I went on Dave Schultz's Facebook thing last night in the fourth quarter. It gave me a reason to stay up and watch the rest of that snuff film. I was like, if, I, if you'd never watched this team before and I said, there's three undrafted free agents, one of them signed the other day, and there's a second-round pick and there's one first-round pick. Which, which one of these do you think is the guy that signed yesterday? You would have been like, oh, it's number 51. No, that would be the first-round pick. Oof. Talk about bad, man. Um, they got to do something about that. But in the meantime, you know, Saints fans, you hope you get enough guys back next week against Carolina and try to make a run for it. Just go out and play. Try to make a run for it. The reason I think, despite what Saints fans would have you believe, it wasn't some, oh, well, they, they just didn't move the game because of the Saints. It's, it is and, and will always be. Above all else, the number one thing it will be about is money. I think that if that game had been scheduled for like Sunday at noon, maybe it would be played tonight. The fact that it was Monday night football, Monday night football, not like a Saturday game on Prime, and there's not a game they can move into its slot, I think the NFL is like, hell or high water, we got to play this. They're currently paying us half a bill a year, and in 2023 they're going to start paying us $2.7 billion we don't want to take this game away from our partners. I um I don't disagree with that. If they had pushed the game back to today, they'd have gotten two players back. A couple of yeah. tight ends and that's, that's it. it. That's it. So, like it wouldn't you know, it wouldn't have that's what I said for Saints fans. I mean, you, it, it this is actually the best thing for yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, it really you, is. You, you've already got a short week and and you weren't going to win this game anyway with what you had missing. So you just you know, I I I assume I don't know. I assume the NFL is probably going to follow the CDC in in terms of Okay, now it's just five days quarantine instead of ten. I, they they don't mind what happened last night. They don't want that to be a playoff game where, where a team's missing twenty two players. That's right. And so, going from ten to five, it doesn't it doesn't mean that you might not have an outbreak where one team is severely at a disadvantage. But I think it it I think the NFL's maybe not as nervous as they were prior to that news that came down yesterday. Because that was just gross last night. Like the, the other that game last year in Denver between the Saints and Broncos was, it was good that the Saints won. But I, I said it the next day. I was like, that is as gross an NFL game as I've seen in a long time. I think last night might have actually topped it. Maybe so. Pabon, as they would say. Uh, the NFL did issue a COVID nineteen booster requirement yesterday for NFL media. Not the players. Don't know if that's coming, but I think at this point they're just going to try to get through the season, reassess when all is said. It's, it's done. about all they can do. You know, you've got you've got college basketball games being canceled left and right. You had another bowl game, you know, canceled yesterday. They they picked up Central Michigan to come down and play in the Sun Bowl, um, so they could get that game in. It, it's just, it just, it's just a mess right now. 
UL currently scheduled to be in conference play this week. Yeah, I'm Get, scheduled to be on a plane at 7 o'clock tomorrow morning. Getting on a plane tomorrow, heading over to uh, to Boone and to Conway. The uh, the women get to begin their conference play at home, something they've been wanting to do for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I hope you guys get to play them all. You know, it's one thing to get to a place and a game's not being played. What about the Memphis football team, though? They flew all the way to Hawaii on yep. Christmas. No, guys. You, I mean, it's not Hawaii's fault either, but it's like we can't play this game. That, I mean, you're not getting a replacement for that game. No, no, you're not. It, um, you know, I mean, it's it's two things um, as far as uh, the games are concerned. You know, you have the COVID issue, and then you have the fact that there have been thousands of flights that have been canceled. Because airline workers are testing positive. Right. So, you know, know, so it's a double-edged sword here. I mean, you know, which side of the sword are you going to get cut by, if if at all? And... um, you know, we'll find out at about 5.30 when we get to the airport tomorrow. Well, good luck. I hope you get there. Hope it gets played. Um, not being able to play the the number one team in the NAIA. Because the Cajuns, I think, were scared of the Wolfpack. Um, oh, I'm, sh- I'm sure that's true. As I, as I say, tongue-in-cheek. Uh, no, the game against Loyola that was scheduled for the 20th. Loyola had an outbreak, um, and so that game didn't get played. That's a long period of time between games for the Cajun it is. basketball team. It is. They haven't played since the 14th. And so then you it, get into it conference play. It'll have been road. 16 days since they've played against the defending tournament champions. Really? Golly. So, how are you feeling about conference play this year? When you win 13 football games in a row, you don't pay quite as much attention to college basketball. And, you know, as far as the league is concerned, um, you know, Texas State has a nice record, but they don't play a great schedule. Um, everybody else is kind of pedestrian. So I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know about conference play. I have no clue. Dave Schultz, he, he's, he's high on South Alabama. He seems to think that they're really good this year. South Alabama, you know, since Richie Riley has been there, They've been a team that every year brings in five or six transfers. Uh, Some of them pan out, some of them don't. And then the next year, he brings in five or six transfers. And the next year, he brings in five or six transfers. Um, He's always got a lot of talent. Rarely have they had a whole lot of chemistry. And so we'll see if that's the case this year or not. I was talking to Dave last night. He's like, you know, they got a lot of P5 players. And I said, well, at this point with the transfer portal, you, how many teams that are, you know, not group of five, but whatever you want to call it in hoops, because there's a lot more than five other conferences, but how many mid-majors, there it is, how many mid-majors do have P5 players? I would say almost probably every team has a few Just at this about, point. yeah. Just uh, about. But he says they're really good this year. You know, they almost beat Bama in, in one of their losses. They were missing a bunch of guys, so. Well, you know, I, they you know. almost beat Auburn last year. And, you know, they were okay. I I don't subscribe to the to Richie Riley's philosophy as to, as to how to build a basketball program. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Who did that? Who who's the coach that has made that work? And it doesn't have to be in the Sun Belt, but in general, I don't know. 
Just going the JUCO route. No, it's not JUCO route. They're P5 transfers. Transfer route. Yeah. Excuse I don't me. know. It's hard to compare because the t- transfer rule's been different. You know, back when guys had right. to sit out a year, it wasn't what it is now. Um, we'll see if it we, works for them. But. You know, the Cajuns won a regular season championship a few years ago with three P5 transfers on the club, but they had the sit out a year rule then. So they had had a chance to practice together for a year before they they went out and uh, and 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 played for real. It's not the case anymore. Louisiana scheduled for Appalachian State Thursday. Five o'clock pregame? Five thirty tip is the schedule? Uh five thirty pregame, six o'clock tip. I think. Boon time. ESPN Plus lists the tip off at five thirty. No, I think five thirty central. Which I don't. I don't. I don't think that's correct. Right. That's pregame. I'm just five thirty. I'll double check it. Either way, we'll get we'll get to the look. Bottom when they say Jay get on the bus, Jay will get on the bus. Well, that game will be on uh, our sibling station, News Talk ninety six five KPL, powered by Learfield. Any updates on the uh, the health of this team? No. I think it's 5.30 tip, 5, 5 pregame central time. Okay. But no, I don't, I don't have, uh, I haven't talked, I haven't talked to anybody. You know, we had, what, 10 days off? And when I tell you I've taken 10 days off, I'm here to tell you I've taken 10 days How off. How was your Christmas? Good. Good. It was nice. How about you and the kids? Oh, it was great, you know. They're home a lot in and out the house, back to work, back and forth as you work, and uh, they're enjoying every second of it. But Christmas to Christmas, Christmas was great. Some about the kids' excitement around Christmas that you just can't recreate. There's nothing like it. I know that's very true. And, and you're right. It's uh, a 5.30 tip, so 5 o'clock pregame. There you have it. Women will play that night as well at home. Uh, the defending Sunbelt Conference champs and Coach Gary Broadhead squad that one will uh, will tip off at uh, six with five forty five pregame, and that'll be here on ESPN Lafayette. I um, I typically have both of those guys on on Tuesday. They will be on the show tomorrow. Going to record with uh, Coach Marlin today. Gary will be on live tomorrow, and so we'll have that for you uh, tomorrow morning. And uh, Luke Johnson will join me as well. That's coming up on Wednesday's show. That is Jay Walker. I'm Scott Prather. This is ESPN Lafayette. College football playoff. They've put it out there. Oh, yeah, if we have to to forfeit one of these games or just declare a winner in a college football playoff for the national championship, we'll do it. Would they actually do that? I can't see them doing that for the championship game. I think it conceivably could happen on the uh, for the semifinals. It would be. Let, let me let me it, tell you what I think the problem is, and this is going to be very different from things I've said in the past because things have changed, in my opinion. This particular variant from everything that we've been able to discern is relatively mild in comparison to what we have seen in the past. Would you agree with that? Yes. Okay. By, by according to the CDC and the medical experts, absolutely. 
we're testing too many asymptomatic people. Mm-hmm. We're actually doing too much testing. Now, somebody tried to say that a couple of years ago, and he was way off base. But I, but I think we've gotten to that point now. You know, you're, you're testing people, and they're showing up positive, but they're asymptomatic. They've got no issues whatsoever. They've been vaccinated. They've been cases. vaccinated. And I, I just, uh, I think we're getting to overkill now. When it, when it comes to this. And some will say, well, we did that a long time ago. I don't necessarily agree. But I think for this particular variant, which appears to be very mild in comparison, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's very contagious. A lot of people are getting it. If you got symptoms, get tested. And if you don't, go play. I'm done. The NFL did that for vaccinated players in terms of loosen the testing rules, but still doing it once a week still led to the situation that you had last night and in other teams like the Browns and, you know, other teams have been missing. Lots of players have had games moved. So unless you go to, if you're not, if you're vaccinated and you have no symptoms, then we're not going to test you at all. Maybe that's the case next year. As far as football goes, now I don't know. Does does, does do they make that change midseason in college hoops? I don't know, but I think well, for college I'll, football I'll, at this point, they're they're close enough to the finish line here where they're just not gonna right. Not but gonna but but speaking of college basketball, you're going to see hundreds, and I mean hundreds of games canceled if they continue to do it this way. The one thing the NCAA won't do is not have March Madness. That is the meal ticket. And so if changes are made, it will be made before then. And, okay, maybe you have March Madness and, oh, a few games are canceled. But if it looks like we could have March Madness and there could be tons of games canceled, they will. if they see that train on the track ahead of time, they'll say, well, for safety, they'll say whatever they have to, but that's going to be the reason why. Yep. That's going to be the reason why. Gosh, man, it was wild two years ago or a year and a half ago, whatever, 18 months when it was like all going down and it was like, there will be no March Madness. That was that was when it was like, okay, they're not going to have sports for a while, y'all. They're not going to have sports for a while. And, it, and the, when the announcement actually came down at that moment in time, I guess enough had happened in the previous five days where it, did, it didn't, it, it wasn't a surprise, but it was still like, in my opinion, the biggest sports cancellation at the beginning of everything it's march madness i I remember um i was on the air and um they had said that you know that it was canceled and then about 30 minutes later said that spring sports championships were canceled as well and there would be no men's college world series women's college world series and i went whoa surely that's not true well, it was. Cajun softball team had just run ruled. I don't remember who. Yeah, they were going to they, they like, win the natty. It was like the last game. Uh, it was last UL sporting event where there was like people in the stands and it was the last actual game played for uh, for a long time. But time's changed. 24 after the hour of 8 o'clock. One thing that remains the same is that when Jay's in here on a Tuesday, we got to do it. Terrible. Tune Tuesday. From ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. 
What's up, Acadiana? This is Rich Eisen. Check out the Rich Eisen Show every weekday from noon to 3 and get your sports fix right here on ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. I'm Scott Prather. That is Jay Walker. Hello. It's terrible. Tune Tuesday. All right, Jay. I think I let us off last time. Take it away, my friend. I I, I don't have a lot to say about this. Um, there are certain eras of music that I liked, and then there were certain eras of music I didn't like. Did you hate this era just because you didn't have any? Um, no, no, that wasn't the reason. Um, <laughs> but I've never been a hairband guy. Okay, uh, Poison and um, shoot, I'm not even going to be able to come up with five names here. Poison, <laughs> Rat, um, Sheriff, Sheriff. They get some. There's some good. There's some good ones. Uh, but but the part about the hairbands that really bad is when they try to do power ballads. Oh, that's the best part. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you didn't even mention White Snake, which they did a little bit. No, no, White Snake was good. I mean, come on, that's okay. a hair band. Now, but, but only because Tawny Katane was in the video. Um, but but <laughs> but ballads ballads by rock bands just don't do it for me. Oh, come on, Jay. I'm, this, I'm just saying. This is a good song. And so, you know, not only um, were there famous hair bands there were also some that kind of came on the scene had one song and then gratefully went away and this is one of them groups called kicks k-i-x they're out of maryland this is don't close your eyes on terrible tune tuesday
It's a beautiful song. Yeah. Beautiful song. Oh, absolutely. Reach what, number 11? Mm-hmm. Beautiful song. Yep. All right, maybe I'm being, maybe I'm going too over the top with the word beautiful. I actually like it, though. Did you? I like, I mean, I, I, I do kind of, I like the old monster ballads. Call me a bad name, whatever. I'll own bad it. Bad name. I like it. Bad name. I like it. So you went to the 80s, a, a decade I love. I'm going back to the 60s. Wow. We're still in December. Now, Christmas is over. Yes. But there's still a lot of Christmas decorations. Sure. Still feels like the Christmas season. It, it feels like once you get to like sort of New Year's Eve and then you're starting to see the party poppers and the champagne or whatever the hell it is you do and the fireworks, that always to me feels like kind of the end of the Christmas season. I've been playing bad Christmas songs this week, mm-hmm. this month. Mm-hmm. Got one more for you. Okay. Now, during the Vietnam War, there were, I'm sure, lots of songs. Well, some of the songs you still hear that were anti-war. And at the time, I'm sure there were some that were in support of the war that came out and maybe played on the radio. This one didn't get a ton of radio play, but it has a little twist in the song. It's not good. I don't think I know this song. It is um, supposed to be a soldier riding home about Christmas in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. This is from Derek Roberts from 1965. There won't be any snow. In parentheses on Christmas Day in Vietnam. For it's Christmas in the jungle and there won't be My darling, it's almost Christmas and here I am, thousands of miles away from you and everything else that I love. I never thought Christmas could be so lonely. Everybody got packages from home today and it's kind of sad watching how some of the guys are putting up decorations trying to give this place a feeling of Christmas.
I was a buddy of Johnny's, and I found this letter among his things. I thought you'd like to have it, so I'm sending it on to you. thoughts on that O-Tune there? That might be the worst song I've ever heard in my life. I mean, that's that's right up there with any any hideous thing that we've done since we've been doing Terrible Tune Tuesday. Thank you. Up there with Agadoo? Oh, no, no. There's much worse than Agadoo. It's right there with Fluffy. Oh. Um, amazingly, I've never heard that song. <laughs> You know, sometimes I gotta I gotta reach deep into the annals of the music catalog. Yeah, well, you read you reached deep into the. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. There's no. Yeah, that's that's just. And and you know, the first time you heard the sound effect, you knew what was going to happen. Okay, you knew. I'm coming home. <sighs> just a you know, sad. That's song, that's man. just horrible. It's too bad that uh. Poor Johnny. Why? Why? I wasn't alive in the 60s, Shay. How come in like every other song and comic strip and TV show, the kid, the boy, anywhere from age 3 to 25 was just called Johnny? Uh, it, was, it was the most popular name there was. It was just the go-to. Yeah. Hi. You know, I mean, I don't know what I don't know what the most popular name today is, um, but it was... Aiden, Jacob, whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Something like that. You know, that's a good question, Jay. Most popular baby names of 2021. Let's find out. Um, This is from November the 1st. Okay. Liam. Right. Which somebody, I I, I guess I read this six months ago that Liam was like... Yeah, Liam's become a very popular name. No, but that it was part of the, like, from William? And I was like, no. Stop it. You don't get to have Billy, Bill, Willie, Will, William. You don't get a sixth part of that. You don't also get Liam. Liam is just Liam. Sorry. Uh, and then Olivia is uh, is the top girl name. Yep. Levi and Asher have moved into the top ten as well. There's Oakley's. Sophia's. All right, top girl names. Olivia, Emma, Amelia, Ava, Sophia, Charlotte, Isabella, Mia, Luna, and Harper. For boys, it's Liam, Noah, Oliver, Elijah, Lucas, Levi, Mason, Asher, James, and Ethan. Number 11 on the list, Mateo. Have you met a Mateo? Mateo. Mateo. It's Matthew in Spanish. Okay. Okay. I don't see Jorge on the list. They had a Spanish version of that song, too. Oh, oh did they really? Uh-huh. There won't be any. You ready? You want to hear it? No. Okay. We'll pass. All right. When we come back. That that really is one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my life. I'm still waiting for a good to, job. To those of you, though, who served during that time, thank you for your service. Yes.
Glad you made it back. Please don't mistake Terrible Tune Tuesday for our thoughts on the military. Correct. I think they would all agree that that song is pretty terrible. Yes. Worse than this, though? Ah. This is the equivalent of that football game last night, but in musical form. All right, when we come back, Notre Dame quarterbacks. How have they done in the NFL in the last decade? Ian Book was another in a long line of Notre Dame quarterbacks who have started and lost. Details coming your way next. It's the Great Scott Show. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. I'm glad I did this test on you, the friendship test. What? You got the best seat in the house. ESPN Lafayette. ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. ESPN Lafayette. ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. Show. Jay Walker in studio. You'll hear him uh, if the game stays on schedule on our sibling station, News Talk 96.5 KPEL. 430, uh, excuse me, 5 o'clock pregame, 530 tip off over on uh, that station from Learfield. And then uh, Saturday, 1 o'clock with New a 1230 Year's. pregame on New, New Year's, Year's Day. Day. Yep. The Saints lost last night with Ian Book, who had no chance to win. Former Notre Dame quarterbacks have lost 24 NFL starts. That is the longest such drought since 1950. Oh, that's that's consecutive? 24 consecutive. That's a lot. The last one to do it was Brady Quinn. Um, 
I'm sorry. Well, I think he was the last one to win a game, but he also was who started this streak. He lost four starts with the Chiefs in 2012, then uh, passed the baton to Jimmy Clausen, who lost all of his starts in his entire career. Then Deshaun Kaiser lost 15 starts for the Browns in 2017. I didn't remember that, that he played that many. That was the year Cleveland went winless. And then book last night, early pick six, and, you know, it's all she wrote. Um, 24 straight. That's a long one. That's a long one. It used to be, well, Alabama, you know, they can't have a good NFL quarterback. That was the talk for a while Pro Pat, you know, post Joe Namath. And there was a stretch there where they didn't even have like a starter for a while. But now between Mac Jones and Tua, you're starting to see some things change. Speaking of Alabama, Jay, tell me if you've heard this one before, because you have. Will Anderson, one of the best players in college football, the Alabama linebacker, as Alabama, heavily favored over Cincinnati, going into the game says, and I quote, I feel like we're the underdog in this game. All year, we've been disrespected. Pretty sure we're probably still getting disrespected out there. Alabama, who was favored in 13 of the 14 games they played. Um, the disrespect card. Now, tell yourself whatever you have to to get into it, even though you're a 13.5-point favorite. Is this just... Is this Nick Saban at work here? Does oh, he, of course. He gets it in the, the, the minds of his players that no matter what. Of course. I remember back when the Patriots were winning uh, back-to-back Super Bowls of 304, uh, perhaps with some video guidance or maybe not, depending on what you want to believe. But I remember like Teddy Bruschi after a game, like I'm so tired of us being disrespected. It's like, bro, y'all were favored like nonstop. And then finally it struck me. I'm like, oh, this is the coach's they're, they are getting in the psyche of their players and convincing them that they're being, you find one quote, you do whatever you can, and it's like, you're not really being disrespected. You know, this year, Alabama had a loss. Okay, they also had a couple of close calls. And and, and look, what drum was being beaten? Alabama's just not the, the Alabama we're used to. They're still really good, but they're not they're, unbeatable. They're, they're not unbeatable. And, 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 disrespect and, and so I'm I'm sure that's where it's coming from. Gosh, man. It used to annoy me when I'd hear the best players on the best teams pull that card a lot. It doesn't anymore. It's like, say what you got to do, and it's probably just a good job by the coach convincing them this. There you go. That's how I look at it anyway. How do you look at it? Just like that. Okay. Don't go breaking my heart. Next week, I'll be out on Tuesday, so uh, Jay's going to join me on Wednesday. We'll have Wonderland Wednesday. A good song to play. A good song on the radio. I'll be back tomorrow. Gary Broadhead, Bob Marlin, Luke Johnson all scheduled to join me. Appreciate you guys listening. Dan Patrick is next. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. For you, and he was never good to you. Down that amount, what you gonna do? Let's see hot dogs on the street. There's been some living French trips over the back of the back. And the king's house bed with fifth floor clean. Let's do the do. All this is a deal. Warwick singing Deja Vu. This is a dream that I was through. Don't go breaking my heart.
too hot for the tea. F you and G, that's what you wanna do with your baby. Let's go to the park after dark. Buy some seven and get on your knees. Be behind you and Tommy Doggy. Mm. Then go to the 